Well, hello, listeners. This is Lee Nasahi with Vision Serve Alliance, and today I'm talking with Janeway Skillern, Senior Fellow at the Center for Social Sector Leadership, UC Berkeley's Haas School of Business, and our upcoming keynote speaker at the CEO Summit in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Good morning, Jane. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Jane, I, I wanted to to mention to the listeners that I was one of the lucky people who was first introduced to your work at the Vision Serve Alliance Summit in Tucson, Arizona in the spring of 2018. That's when that was, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and it's, it's difficult for me to adequately express to you how I felt listening to your presentation because I was so excited as I heard you talk about the principles, um, all principles that I so strongly believe in and, you know, have strived to use in my business approaches through the decades. So it was nice to hear that validated by your research. Um, net, networking leadership was a, a new term to me, but the theories that you talked about behind it, the theories and principles were very familiar. So now, two years later, it's a real privilege and I guess a little bit of a dream come true for me to be working with you again and to learn how Vision Serve Alliance can, can truly embody, support, and propagate networking leadership. Jane, could you tell us uh, what, what the four networking leadership principles are? Yes, absolutely. So the first is a focus on mission before organization. And of course, every organization needs to have a healthy and thriving organization. But it's to say, let's take the mission as the driver for all of our strategic decisions rather than just organizational um, performance or organizational incentives. Um, the second is managing through trust rather than top-down controls. So I would argue that governance, excuse me, trust is the most powerful governance tool in the mm -hmm. world. That yes, you can have formal contracts, MOUs, performance metrics, but the reality is in our day-to-day -day work, it's trust and a relationship with somebody that keeps us doing the right thing. And it's not the threat of getting thrown into a lawsuit or being taken to court that's really going to make things happen in the world That's and it's right. that trust that enables people to take a leap of faith and invest fully and is you know 110 percent of their effort and resources into the work and the shared goals um, so that is absolutely essential um, the third is promoting others rather than yourself so what i've seen is a lot of these network leaders they have a habit of making others look good it's not mm -hmm. about just bringing in recognition for themselves but rather working alongside others and often lifting others up and shining a spotlight on their peers. Um, not so much because it's out of altruism, but it's to say, if we highlight the work of the network and sometimes I'll get the recognition, other times I'm going to give the recognition to my peer where it's more useful and valuable for them, that that's going to bring broader attention and commitment to the network as a whole, rather than every institution, again, worrying about their own um, organization and what benefits they get that they aren't willing to invest and give more than they're, they're able. Um, the other is finally building constellations rather than being the brightest star. Mm -hmm. So, so often organizations are really rewarded and incentivized for 
becoming the brand leader, becoming the market leader in their field. And the truth is you could be the biggest and the best organization in your field. You could be the Gates Foundation. You still are a drop in the bucket relative to the larger goal and the purpose that you're trying to serve. And so building out, catalyzing the relationships in the broader world, in the broader community that you need to have in order to really make transformational, sustainable impact requires that we're building constellations and not worrying so much about if we're the brightest star. So those are the four principles, very simple. And what I've seen time and time again across a range of different sectors, different types of organizations, different fields, different missions, different types of organizations, all of those that lead and catalyze networks effectively have these four principles embodied in the norms of the network. Thank you. That was terrific. So let's talk about this and help our members understand this just a little bit better. So Jane, why is collaboration an important business strategy for nonprofits in particular today? Sure, um, and thank you for your kind words. I really is an honor and a privilege to be able to do the work that I do. And I always emphasize that these are not principles that I invented or dreamt up sitting alone in my office. They really come from learning from experts in the field who have done this work just as you have for years, if not decades, and have been very, very effective at leading, catalyzing, making collaboration happen in their fields for mission impact across all different areas. So the lessons that I take and share with others are really a distillation of all of those lessons that I've learned from experts out in the world. So oh, that's great. It's and I love that group. word catalyst. Remember that we need to, we need to talk about that. I want vision serve Alliance to become a catalyst to more collaboration throughout our field and beyond. Yes, and I'm not even particular about the terminology, whether people choose to say network leadership or this is a network or this is a collaboration. I came up with a term to describe what I was seeing, but at the same time, that phenomena is happening everywhere or many places, often under, maybe unrecognized and not identified specifically as, oh, that's a thriving collaborative, but it embodies those four principles. Right, um, right. But the, the collaboration itself is absolutely essential. I think if we think back in history and certainly to the challenges that we face in the present day, that every challenge and every achievement that humankind has accomplished has required community and collaboration and trust amongst people working together for a shared goal. And so that's fundamental. And I think perhaps in some ways, the field of social impact work has sometimes gotten away from that where we think, well, we just need to run ourselves like a business and worry about ourselves and keep our, our ship in order and we'll be fine and we'll get to the mission impact. But the reality is all of these issues we're dealing with, we're, our resources, no matter how well resourced we are, we're dwarfed by the scale of the mission and the complexity of the mission and the fact that we have to constantly adapt. And even if we have particular competencies and skills, somebody else, another organization, maybe even another sector has resources and capacities that we can't possibly bring in-house or develop in-house, nor would we want to, mm -hmm. that we could be linking and connecting and again, catalyzing. So we don't have to run the show, but we need to make those connections in order to build solutions that are community level solutions that are more sustainable, more effective, and more efficient. So that's really why I've become so passionate about it, because I think 
this is truly the way to change the world, working in this way, working in collaboration, and then getting good at developing those skills to do that is really essential. And that's what my four principles talk about is really um, some of the best practices of, of collaboration and effective collaboration in particular. Oh, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, uh, all those words ring true for me, but if, if it is effective and, and really um, essential to us having impact and moving forward with our missions, why doesn't it happen more? What are yeah, the barriers? I think it's really um, not necessarily a matter of resources, which I think oftentimes people point to, well, we just need the money to do the collaboration. I think it's really, um, and certainly it's not to say that money and resources don't help to sure. support collaborative work, but I think the biggest challenge might in fact be more the mindset of many leaders and the culture and the norms of the philanthropic social impact sector, again, which I alluded to in my previous comments, is that there's been a push toward organization success, organization brand building, mm -hmm. building a strong and healthy, thriving organization, again, which is all important, but that is just part of the solution. And if we focus primarily on our institution without regard to what else is happening in the field, what other expertise, what other resources, what other peers that we should be working with, we forget the larger picture of what we're trying to do. That again, we can excel at our programs and our services and have a great fundraising year, but that's never going to be enough. And the challenge is, is getting first funders and board members, senior executive teams and staff, of course, field staff. And again, building a culture amongst participants in a community that we're in this together. It's not a competition. Even though we might compete with each other in the funding landscape, the reality is we're trying to grow the pie so that we bring more resources to the issue that we're working That's on right. rather than say, oh, we just beat out this, this peer organization on a grant, so now we're going to get to the mission impact. We don't win by kind of this zero-sum um, competition, um, scarcity mindset. We really get to more mission impact by thinking, how do we bring more attention how do we get to greater impact and in turn attract more resources, grow the pie in order to solve this problem and therefore lift all boats so that we're all doing better and serving our constituencies better. And so that shift, I think, from the institution to the network is a challenge because, first of all, much of the funding and often board members come from the private sector and they might be amazing leaders in the private sector, but the, the work in the social impact space is fundamentally different. We're not mm -hmm. trying to build shareholder value or capture all that value in, inside of our organizations. What we're trying to do is generate social impact, whether or not that's owned or controlled by our institution. So yeah. we should be willing to let go, willing to invest our resources and let go of control in many cases, or even let go of the opportunities for recognition, because it's not who gets the credit, but it's the impact that's generated at the end of the day through these collaboratives, through trust-based relationships, that ultimately is the, is the yardstick we should be measuring our success by. Again, music to my ears. Um, so I think there's many of our members in Vision Serve Alliance who are also passionate about this. Um, they embrace these values. They want to move forward. So what, how, how do you think our members who are coming to the Albuquerque conference can best um, 
benefit from the session that we're going to have with you that day? Yeah, I think everyone, certainly there's a tremendous amount of knowledge already in the community. So I think those people who already have great experience with participating or catalyzing effective collaborations should come ready to share those experiences first and foremost, because right. I always say, I didn't invent these. This expertise is out in the world and most virtually all of the people who are working in this way did not learn it from me. They came to this approach, this collaborative networked approach as I call it. Uh, they came to it because this was the most effective way to get to scale of impact. This was the most effective way to get to leveraged, leverage on their resources and again, sustainable impact in their work. So it wasn't because they said, oh, I love Jane Way Skillern's research and her framework. It was much more, this is the only practical way to ever get to the work, to mm -hmm. the impact on the work that I'm trying to achieve. So given that there's a lot of knowledge in the community, I really strongly encourage people who might not even thought of their collaborative work as a key hallmark of their leadership skills um, to really reflect on where have you really excelled what are you most proud of in your work and be ready to talk about that because i think what we'll find is many many of those instances are going to be ones of of trust-based relationships where people were really aligned in values worked in community worked over a long-term relationship to get amazing things done and i think that's really um what we want to lift up and uh really create more of and the other is maybe just to come in with an open mind. Again, much of the, the culture and the norms in the social sector isn't anybody's fault. And it's not to say that anybody has bad intentions. It really is right. everybody's trying to do the best with their work. But we have sometimes become more narrowly focused on institutional success rather than network level impacts. And really to kind of come in with an open mind and be ready to take in a broader perspective in our mm -hmm. work and what our role in that work is. So again, the nature of social impact work is so ambitious that that's, that's the path that makes the most sense. But in our day-to-day -day work, we're often incentivized and rewarded to focus on the day-to-day, -day, well, what have you achieved? But it's not necessarily just those day-to-day -day incremental achievements that's going to make the transformational change that we're looking after. So coming in and thinking about collaborative work, not just in what can I get out of it for my organization, but what can I offer? What else might yeah. I give to others? What resources do I have, whether it's facilities or potentially excess staff capacity or an expertise that you might have? Can you share that? Can you help train or enable others to do the great work that you're doing so that you can collectively get to more impact without necessarily having to toil away at garnering more resources and building more capacity and doing it all in-house? But really, how do we let a thousand flowers bloom and how do we enable and catalyze that with and through others because that's probably the most effective efficient way to do it and perhaps certainly from my experience and from hearing from others it's the most rewarding way to work is to work in community and work Absolutely. with people that you trust and you like and you feel like we're in this together mm -hmm. it's not about me and winning in this competition but it's about how do we um get more accomplished together and move the world forward. Absolutely. It's a source of joy. Yes. 
Um, and and you, you had mentioned that you thought it would be a good idea for conference attendees, if they're in the position to do, to bring a colleague with them. You want to talk about that for just a yes, moment? Yes, absolutely. So I realize that what I'm saying maybe seems counterintuitive because this practice maybe isn't as commonplace as one might expect. I think from a mission impact perspective, a networked approach absolutely makes sense. But from a managerial perspective, so often, again, we're pushed by incentives and rewards, whether it's funders or our governing boards or even peers in our organizations that are pushing for, well, what's in it for us? How do we protect mm -hmm. ourselves? How do we build our brands? We're worried about competition. How do we get that next level of um, scale for our organizations that it's swimming upstream to be pushing for more collaborative, big picture perspective that engages other organizations as peers and as equals and lifting up others in order to get to the mission impact. So it's helpful to have friends and allies to help push for this new way of working. And again, it's not altogether new, but I do realize that it runs counter to a lot of the dominant norms in the sector and there is as i mentioned earlier a culture change that's required and many people are already working in this way but it's still um i'd say many of these these leaders are unsung heroes that they've been working maybe under the radar or they're not recognized for the great collaborative work they're doing and at the same time they need to check all of those organizational level requirements and succeed at that and do the networking work that's really going to make the bigger difference and achieve transformational change. So people have to um, have friends and allies in this approach because that's how you build the community that's um, really strong and committed to working in this way. Absolutely. So we do hope, listeners, if you're coming to Albuquerque, that you've had this conversation with um, perhaps a board champion uh, I, another member of your executive staff or, or even a, a colleague in the community, bring them along. The more the merrier and uh, the more the better the response to our efforts in collaboration. Well, Jane, this has just been terrific. Thank you so much for talking to us this morning. And we are really looking forward to a fabulous session with you in Albuquerque. And frankly, uh, we're excited about continuing to work with you throughout the year. We really want to pollinate networking leadership as much as possible. And, and whenever I say we, uh, that's not Lee Nasahi and Vision Serve Alliance staff and board. It's all our members. It's our leadership collective. Together, we can make a tremendous impact. And uh, just a reminder, listeners, uh, that we are looking for examples of collaboration amongst your work right now. So if you're involved in anything, even if it's just begun, and you're willing to share that, we'd sure like to hear about it so that we have some examples and some things that we can talk about in Albuquerque when, when Jane is making her presentation. So this was Lee Nasahi talking with Jane Way Skiller on networking leadership. To hear more from Jane on this topic, join us April 26th to the 29th in Albuquerque, New Mexico for our CEO Summit. Until next time, this is Vision Serve Alliance.